Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. It's been four days since I've uh, recorded anything, and I had to go back and listen to a little bit just so I would remember where I left off. <laughs> and, um, oh, one thing I said was, I noticed, uh, I said, intravenously when I was talking about shooting up but well actually about muscling it intra intramuscular is the word for that like sometimes I say things and then when I hear myself I go oh god that was the wrong word (laughs) um but um yeah my point and I think talking about how shooting up is no good. I mean, granted, it's it's uh, monetarily more economical, but uh, and that's yeah, it's not a good excuse to start doing it. And yeah, I look like a roadmap. Basically, my body looks like a roadmap. <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you could snort it. Well, just don't do it. That's better. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I went to Skid Row on Saturday and it was, it was pretty cool. One of my friends um, came out with us, and she really liked it. And um, yeah, uh, I met um, a really nice guy who's a heroin addict, and um, I'm really praying that he could he would come to church or that he would have hope, that God would give him some hope, that he would know that he doesn't have to be out there, he doesn't have to be a junkie, and he was kind of, I I don't know if he didn't really take me seriously when I first told him that I had been out there, and, um, and then we were talking about, you know, dope and stuff, and then I said that I used to work on Agatha, which is the the hostro the the track um where the the prostitutes work um near skid row and uh well skid row and he was like oh really <laughs> he goes oh you were you really were out here <laughs> um he goes a lot of people say they're out here he goes but yeah if you were agatha you really were out here <laughs> So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, nothing to be proud of, that's for darn sure, but, um, I think it's, it's a compliment when somebody who either knows me from being on Skid Row or who... I say that I used to live on Skid Row, and they look at me, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, you don't look like you, you lived out here, or, you know, been on the street, whatever, 
or like when people that I uh, that knew me from when I was on the street are like, oh my god, I didn't even recognize you. I saw a couple people Saturday that, um, yeah, uh, said, um, oh wow, yeah, I remember you, but <laughs> um, hardly recognized me. They said I look different, so. Um, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> I'm not sucked up anymore, but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, but it was really sad, too. We saw a girl that, I think she got raped. I don't know. She didn't have any clothes from the waist down, like, nothing, and she was just screaming and screaming. And the girl who leads the outreach, she's so sweet. She's this young girl in her 20s. And she um, she was like, oh, can we go across the street? And let's, like, you know, she wanted me to go with her to see if the girl would let, uh, would let us pray for her. And, yeah, this, this woman was messed up but yeah she was just screaming and crying just non-stop for I don't know how long and we we prayed for her but she didn't talk to us but well kind of we ended up getting her a pair of pants but but then she was like don't you have any underwear <laughs> so but anyways yeah so that was a interesting day I didn't see my husband they said that he moved. Uh, we drove around the block again before we left, and some guys said, I think they just wanted to, I think the guy, he's like, do you want us to go look, uh, with you to look for him? And I'm like, no. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He told us, he said that my husband moved to Ninth uh, and St. Julian, but I, I don't know. Um Man, it's really messed up over there. I mean, Skid Row looks better than San Julian and Ninth in the by the fashion district or right outside of it. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Like it or the garment district, I don't know. Um, there are tent city, I mean, on top of each other, all, it just, it looks, and just trash, and I don't know, I guess they just move from, like, block to block, you know, everybody gets a little break, I guess, the, the merchants and people out there, like, um, they put up for, put up with it for a little while and then get sick of it or I don't know and then the people get kicked out and move to another block and I don't know how it works but um yeah it just looks really bad out there but um anyways uh I think I'll just take a break just for a second, and I'm gonna, um, come back, I just want, before I, oh my goodness, my phone is just messed up, okay, I will be back.
Okay, I'm back. Uh, I think I figured out how to pause. Um, anyways, um, oh, I did say something in my last uh, podcast or episode or whatever you call them about shooting up in my armpit. I didn't actually shoot up in my armpit because that would be kind of a, a weird... I don't know how I could get it under my armpit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, one time when I went to the hospital, county, um, they stuck me so many times. And they they were just about willing to let me find a vein for myself. But, um, but legally, I guess they couldn't. And so uh, this one young doctor... He had me lift up my arm, and um, he said, oh yeah, most junkies don't know about this spot. And he started an IV under my armpit, in my armpit. So basically the whole time I was in the hospital, I had to have my arm above my head, like, you know, my arm up and straight. <laughs> it was crazy. But that's another reason why you don't want to shoot up like just start using the needle because if something happens to you and you have to go to the hospital it is a nightmare nightmare like when I had cancer I am not kidding I'm I would go to the hospital they would try and do like I don't know an MRI or CAT scan or whatever and with contrast and start an IV or whatever they had even oh my gosh when they gave me the double mastectomy surgery they had to hang me upside down and use my neck because that's the only vein they could find even though I used my neck so many times that there was a lot of scar tissue, and I'm not kidding, I guess it's because it's close to my ear, when they were sticking the IV in my neck, I could hear it crunching, it was so, and it hurt so bad. Yeah, I was screaming, literally screaming out loud, it was not fun. yeah, so, uh, that's, yeah, another reason why you don't want to start doing that, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of nightmares that I had when I was, uh, when I had cancer and when they had to find veins. One time I got stuck, like, literally, I lost count. It was over 30 times. There was, like, seven different people, uh, trying to find a vein. Wait, was that when I had cancer? No, that was another time when I was at County, um, and I was in the ER, and they were like, they thought maybe I was having a heart attack, or I don't know, I had chest pains, and so they were like, all trying to find, seven different people trying to find a a vein, and, uh, yeah, that was a nightmare, but, um, when I was at, well, I shouldn't say where I was at, well, when I was at Cedar sinai but, um, another time, they actually let me find my own, start my IV, um, one time, because, (laughs) like, I knew I was gonna lose my insurance at the end of the month, and I needed to have this, um, this, uh, like, mini surgery, like, I don't know what you call it, but to, 
um, because I couldn't use my right arm because I was in so much pain, and and they uh, were giving me nerve blocks and um, in my neck to uh, to block the pain, so I could use my arm, and and so um, I uh, I knew I was going to lose insurance, and I had to have this this surgery or operation or whatever you call it procedure done otherwise like I would never be able to afford it once I lost insurance so I was like I have to have this done and so um the the doctor and the anesthesiologist um I asked can I find a vein since they couldn't and uh, I saw one in my foot and the doctor said, okay, she, well, she looked at the anesthesiologist and said, is that all right with you? And he said, it's all right with you if it's all right. I mean, it's all right with me if it's all right with you. <laughs> so, so they said, okay. And then my doctor was like, okay, well, if you find something, she goes, you realize that, that, um, you know, finding, just starting an IV is different than like just shooting up. Right. And I'm like, yeah, and she, and she goes, okay, um, just give me a holler. I'll be right over here if you are able to start it. And, um, like literally five seconds later, I'm like, I got it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was able to start the IV in my foot, the top of my foot. And, um, so yeah, she was like, I would recommend that you become a phlebotomist, but the problem is like, yeah, I don't think they would let me because I had hep C, but, but yeah, um, she was a cool doctor, but, uh, yeah, that was just such a pain in the butt, and I'm supposed to get an MRI with contrast with, of my abdomen sometime soon. They've been calling me, and I just keep declining the the phone call because I don't really I don't know. I just, I don't know. I should probably get it, but I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. Um, I just, I guess I have a little bit of anxiety about having to have them try, try and start an IV because for the contrast and if I have to go, it's one thing, getting my blood is hard enough, but like starting an IV, I mean, it has to be, I don't know how many gauge, I think a 20 gauge. Uh, yeah, they can't use like a really, like the smallest they can use is like a 25 gauge or 22, but I think that for contrast, they have to use a 20 which means that, you know, it has to be a decent vein, kind of, like, you know, big enough, um, it can't be, like, a little tiny vein, but, um, yeah, so, to go to Beverly Hills is where the place is, and have them stick me a bunch of times, I mean, I shouldn't be so negative, I guess, but I'm just gonna pray and ask God to help the, (laughs) the 
tech or whoever find a vein but but yeah sometimes they just I mean even if they're good they still can't find a vein and then it's like I wasted the whole day going down there and you know they try they try they try and then it's they have to give up and I just get sent home and it was like a waste of time you know so I don't know it Oh, maybe I could call them and say, okay, if you can't get a vein, can you at least do the MRI without the contrast? So then at least it won't be a total waste. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, that's my, my reasoning for just like procrastinating and not, cause I would be irritated if we go we if I go all the way to get it done and then they can't get a vein and it's like my day is wasted but whatever I should well I'm just gonna have to decide later I just keep praying and asking God is this what I'm supposed to do like because the last time I went there I ended up sharing Jesus with the radiologist like the whole time and sharing my testimony and um he was really nice and um so even if it's just to go there and say hi to him then I that will make it worth it so maybe I'll just do that I don't know but anyways um let's see where did I leave off last time um oh I went I think I went to church and yeah, uh, oh, Tommy, um, well, I'll just talk about when Tommy and I first started going out together and stuff, we, well, yeah, and he never made it clear, um, (laughs) where we, and we're still friends now, um, but, uh, we went to our friend, our producer friend. Um, it was his birthday, and we went there to a really nice restaurant in Hollywood, and um, some French restaurant, hoity-toity, whatever. And um, and then, or no, Tommy, we can't me. I went with my producer friend, and then uh, Tommy met us there, and then. You know, like, uh, my producer friend and his friends, like, they weren't dope fiends. They were just, well, they were way cool. But, you know, it was like restlessness, you know, to sit through dinner and just, like, be like a normal person and, you know, eat dinner and have conversation and maybe drink a glass of wine, whatever. Like, I couldn't even do that back then. (laughs) I was kidding. I would be like, you know, ants in my pants. And, uh, yeah, so Tommy just came to wish a happy birthday. And then he was ready to go. And so I was like, uh, where are you going, you know? And, um, yeah, I was hoping he was going to go get some dope. But, um he was going to a friend's house who I will call I actually don't even remember 
his name. How could I not remember his name? Well, I'll call him Levi. Um, and uh, so I asked him if I could go with, and we went. And this Levi guy, his he lived in like, I'm serious. I think his building look remind me of Pulp Fiction, like when they go shoot when John Travolta and uh, Samuel Jackson Jackson shoot the the those white boys. Oh, and yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, it totally looked like. Levi's building, but anyway, so, so, like, this old, I don't know, old building, and, um, kind of, I don't know, well, Levi's a junkie, so, it, it was, like, a hole in the wall, but it was kind of, like, top, it wasn't bad, it wasn't, like, dirty or anything, but, but, yeah, so, it was, like, a studio, and had a teeny, teeny, uh, bathroom and a half kitchen maybe I don't know what well, a sink at least <laughs> and um yeah we got dope or he Tommy got dope and then um and then there was a knock at the door and the girl I, th- I don't even know if I called her her name or well I think Trisha maybe I used as her name uh she the one I met at at my friend Jason's that that once that took me to church or went with me to church um yeah it was her and she basically walked in the same way she walked in into Jason's apartment like like she lived there (laughs) um just like walked in and made herself at home and pulled out a clear pink box um from her purse and opened it up and it had like cotton balls a tie syringes a spoon um she like took a bag of dope you know stuck it in her mouth or between her teeth and pulled it and you know, cracked it open, and, um, went through the whole ritual of, um, you know, uh, putting on the spoon, water, cooking it, and, um, drew it up, and I'm just sitting there watching her, and she stood up and started doing windmills, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) And she goes, oh, I'm getting my my blood pumping so I could find a vein. And then she sat down, felt around her arm, and stuck the needle in her arm and pulled the plunger back and just pushed it open. And so basically I was, like, watching to learn um, to remember how she was doing it, and, um, yeah, after that, after she finished shooting up, she was like, so, um, I make really good money, um, you should come with, come with me on, on a call, you know, sometime, 
and um yeah then she like gave me the you know uh what do you call it she just gave me all the info I needed on how to escort and uh um you know some guy sometimes guys like two girls and she said she made like uh, at least a few hundred to a thousand dollars a night depending on how many clients she had and um she said if I worked with her we'd make a killing and um yeah so um she got my number and then um or I I got her number and I said I'd call her you know if you know if I was interested and um and then after that Tommy and I we went uh, we left and um it was crazy because um Tommy had been listening to our conversation and I didn't know that he even cared. I mean, I don't know. Well, when when we got in the car and we started to drive off, he was like, Lori, please don't be a prostitute. And I was like, what? What? You know, um, I, I don't know. That just kind of threw me off. Like, um, I was like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to call her anyway, but, um, he was like, just, I don't want to see you do that. And I was just thinking like, why do you care? I mean, (laughs) um, because when I first met him and like when I was staying, yeah, at the producers, um, one time when Tommy was, came to work and I was in a teddy and a trench coat and I was getting ready to leave to drive over to this one dope dealer, coke dealer, to, you know, turn a trick and get some money and and dope and he was like what are you doing you know and I'm like I'm gonna go make some money (laughs) I mean it was pretty obvious the way I was dressed and um and yeah he just was like I mean and I told him what I was gonna do so you know but I maybe he thought of the same thing I did like it's one thing to like go and sleep with a coke dealer to get some coke then it's like it's a little different I, I don't, it's not really but you know then to just literally turn tricks for money so I don't know I don't know what it was but but I think he cared about me too obviously but um but he was just like uh He's like, yeah, I I just, I don't... But I also know that he had been doing heroin for years. So he'd seen a lot. 
So I was like totally green. I didn't know what I was doing or what I was getting into, you know. And, um, yeah. And he also told me, he was, I don't ever want to see you shoot up either. Get that out of your head. And, um, huh. Yeah. Whenever somebody told me you better not, like, yeah, that rebellious part of me is like, what do you mean? You better not. I'll show... (laughs) You know, that made me want to do it. Just because you told me not to. (laughs) So bad. Rebellious. But, yeah. So, um... Telling me not to do that was definitely a way to not stop me from doing it. But, um... Yeah, I ended up, well, we ended up hanging out together that night, all night, Uh, and that was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with him, and he told me later that he... said he loved me, but I didn't hear him, but, but it was crazy because I also remember our conversation, we were, he was telling me all kinds of weird, metaphysical, crazy stuff, like, and just crazy stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, he said he was agnostic, and because I was like, you don't believe in God? And he goes, no. And um, he goes, if there is a God, then, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't remember. But like, basically, if he, if he, if there is a God, he doesn't care about us or he doesn't, you know, he's not personal or whatever. And um, I was like, <gasps> I go, oh, my gosh, you know, and he goes, he goes, why? Do you, what do you believe? And I would, you know, I was like, I believe in Jesus. Like, I believe that, you know, God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. And, and um, he, he lived a, a perfect life on earth. And then he suffered and died on the cross so that we could have a new life and we could have a relationship with God by accepting him. And, and, uh, and Tommy goes, well, if you believe in Jesus so much, why aren't you serving him? (gasps) Oh my gosh. I literally felt like he stabbed me in the heart when he said that because it was true. It was totally true. Like, like if I believed in Jesus so much, what was I doing? She doing dope and, uh, just, and turning tricks or doing whatever, just living wrong, you know? And this is, wait, this is before I ever even shot up, you know? I got a long way to go or before I started turning tricks for money, basically. But, um, yeah. I mean, I was completely blown away and convicted, and I was so ashamed. And I, because I remember somebody saying one time, like, you know, 
you may be the only Bible someone ever reads or something like that. Like, basically, your life reflects, like, you know, if you're really a Christian or if you really believe in God, you know, you should be living right. And I was so living wrong. And, yeah, after that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to tell anybody I'm a Christian because I just... I'm giving God a bad example. I mean, just being a a horrible, horrible witness um, example of what a Christian should be. So I just, yeah, I just started crying. And, um, um, yeah, that was awful. But, you know, I mean, he was like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, whatever. I mean, we were messing around and stuff like, but, um. Yeah, I never forgot that. That was just a real eye-opener for me. You know, because I, I don't know what I was thinking. That I could just be, like, telling people about Jesus while I'm living like hell, you know. And, um, so, yeah, that really, um, kept me from saying anything to anybody. Which is probably good, because I would just be giving a bad example of what a Christian is, so, um, yeah, that was, uh, like, every time I, I talk on here, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the beginning of the end, (laughs) because it was, although it wasn't the beginning, but it was on its way to the end, the end just keeps getting worse and it just kept getting worse like just when you thought like it was pretty bad it couldn't get much worse it got worse it really did it really did but um yeah so the next time I guess uh it's almost 30 minutes so I'm gonna I'm gonna end here, and yeah, maybe I'll talk about how I ended up fixing. I think I did already, a little bit. I don't remember. Oh well, if I say the same thing again, then bear with me, I apologize. But I'll do it next time. Thanks for listening, God bless you.